Hi, nonprofiteers. Welcome to Nonprofit Biz Talk with your host, Tracy V. Allen, nonprofit strategist. Nonprofit Biz Talk is about giving you the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts to manage, build, and grow a nonprofit organization that will positively impact the community you serve. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast entitled HR Conflict Resolutions. I'm here with my host, Jamaretta, better known as Jojo Waddell. She's an HR specialist, and we are going to get started today. So we're talking about nonprofit organizations specifically and their HR issues. Yes. Um, so I know you've told me in the past that you have worked in the nonprofit industry. So I thought you were well equipped to answer some HR <laughs> questions and yes. bring some light to some issues that I see a lot of organizations um, having with okay. HR because I think that um, especially startup nonprofit organizations think that because they are a nonprofit mm-hmm. um, thinking that none you know yes separates them from yes. regular businesses yep. that they don't have the same um, requirements as right. regular for-profit Um, organizations. So I see a lot of um, inconsistencies in the way they handle HR um, problems within their organizations. And I see conflicts that arise that should not arise and would not arise in most for-profit organizations. So that's kind of what I want to delve into today. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. That sounds great to me. Okay. So uh, my first question to you is, does a nonprofit HR different from a for-profit HR industry? Does it have any differences? What are the similarities? Yes. And so it's the same in that I'm dealing basically with the same employee. Um, It differs with um, the laws that may apply to a nonprofit that do not apply to a traditional business. Mm -hmm. Now with uh, some of the challenges that you have as a nonprofit, number one, is if if you're just starting out, most of your employees are not employees, they're volunteers. And so you have to work with them as a volunteer until you you have money to bring them on, to pay them, as part of your management team. So then you had a you have a different mindset as opposed to in the traditional world of HR, when I hire somebody, they're automatically an employee. But HR and nonprofit world, uh, I may be looking for a volunteer first and then eventually an employee. But in, in the meantime, I'm grooming my volunteer to become my employee. And so one of the problems you run into is the dedication of, of when you're a first-time nonprofit, the dedication of the people that you're bringing on because it's your baby and you love it, but is everybody going to love it to the same level that you are? And are they going to be just as committed as you are when it comes to, you know, getting the work done and being there for the organization? Okay. Very good. Because that's something that I stress on a lot. Um, it's about volunteerism and the fact that a lot of people think that volunteerism is free when it actually isn't because you talk about dedication. And if you're going to have a dedicated and a committed volunteer pool that can probably at some point in time transition into a uh, paid employee, 
you have to invest in that volunteer. So yes. it takes time, just like a regular um, for-profit business to recruit them because you want to make sure you're bringing on volunteers with the right skills. Yes. And then you have yes. to train them just like yes. you would a for-profit um, yes. employee, <laughs> you know? And yes. um, another thing that I try to tell a lot of, especially I think um, more established nonprofit organizations understand this concept, but let me know what you think about it, is that I strongly recommend that um, executive directors, boards, founders, whoever is in charge at that point in time of the initial um, inception of the nonprofit, that they take out workman's compensation for volunteers. Mm-hmm. What are your because, thoughts on that? And um, Tracy, I, I missed part of the question. So, oh, uh, that uh, I recommend that for-profit, that nonprofit organizations, no matter what stage they are in the process, is that when once they decide to have volunteers, that they take mm -hmm. out. Um, can you hear uh, me? Thank you. Yeah, that they take out um, workman's comp for their volunteers? Yes, so a lot of non, and if you're just getting, and I'm just like you said, you've seen this a lot because you work with nonprofits. When you when we're first getting started, it's so much information that you, you don't even really consider the HR part mm -hmm. and the fact that even though you're a nonprofit, you still have rules and regulations that are going to apply to your volunteer slash independent contractor slash employee, which, technically can all be the same thing because essentially your volunteer is coming to work for you and you want to make sure heaven forbid if something happens that you're able to cover your your business and yourself as well as the volunteer if something happens on the job so you know all of that um, people may say oh well I'm just a small nonprofit unfortunately all of, even though you may think of yourself as a small nonprofit all the rules that apply to bigger organizations um, apply to you as well when it comes to, you know, workers comp or especially when it comes to benefits. Do you do not, uh, you know, provide them with benefits if they're a volunteer, if they're really a contractor or, you know, so it's a fine line, but essentially everything that applies to the bigger scope of HR corporate is going to apply to HR nonprofit. Right. I'm very happy that you said that because there's such a fine line and people think that the line, the divide between a for-profit and non-profit HR is so huge, but it really is. <laughs> no, it is not. No. Because what you, you'll find is you're going to, I'm going to have the same problems in my HR that I'm going to have in my traditional, meaning I may, it, it's just the title that I'm giving the person that's with me. So whether I call you a volunteer or whether I call you an employee, I'm still going to have the same issue. Are you going to be there when I need you? Are you going to be dedicated? Are you going to do the work that you've signed up to do? And that's one of the challenges with um, nonprofits is that we go out and we find volunteers and we interview and they're gung-ho and then they fizzle out and then you're left back at ground zero to start all over again. Okay, very good segue because that was my next question to you. <laughs> what do you think the biggest conflict or the biggest issue that nonprofit um, leaders will face when um, in their HR department? A couple of things. Um, if, 
if you're dealing strictly with volunteers because you don't have a steady stream of income coming in to even give your volunteers a stipend at this point, then, you know, the big issue is they're not being paid. Um, you're strictly going off the goodness of somebody wanting to help you see your vision or give back to the community that they're buying in with you and that together you guys are going to make this happen. So that not getting paid it is one of the biggest challenges. And then the non-commitment and the fact that they're uh, a volunteer. And also uh, one of the things with corporate, the problem they have is retaining employees. So it may not be an employee, but it's a volunteer. So keeping that volunteer interest and uh, interested and active in the organization is some of the uh, the biggest challenges, but you kind of offset that because if I'm, I can only offer you volunteerism and then the, you know, the opportunity to say, Hey, you worked at this organization. Some of the perks I can offer you is work life balance. You know, you, you can work from home, shorter hours, and this truly makes it beneficial for them to come in and, you know, be a part of your organization. Good. Because one of the things that I do encourage um, nonprofit leaders to do when I do training on um, volunteerism, because that's a whole nother scope of nonprofit organizations yeah. that a lot of people don't really take the time to invest in, um, is that you need to have a reward system. So yes. you need to reward your volunteers either do something monthly if you can if mm -hmm. not at least biannually and annually have something that you're celebrating them hand out awards make them feel like they're truly a part of your organization and you appreciate the work the free quote-unquote yes <laughs> for you you know so yes yeah that, and, and that, that's the big uh and that reward system could be you know the work the work culture that you're providing for them mm -hmm. um they're not only giving back to their their community but you know their sense of making a change and you know so you want to give them that those perks that's going to definitely keep them interested and keep them going and motivated because a lot what you'll find is a lot of volunteers lose their motivation along the way maybe three four months in especially if your board is not actively allowing them to do things or there's no activity going on in an organization um, what you find in, in startups is you, we're just getting started so there may be not a lot there may not be a lot of things that they can do but you got to find something to keep them interested and keep them motivated in being a part of the organization right and that goes back to what I constantly tell nonprofits, when you open your doors, there should be a lot to do. If you're opening your doors and there isn't a lot to do, it's because you didn't set up your organization correctly to begin with. Because right. if you set up a strong foundation, when you open your doors and you start recruiting volunteers, you're recruiting because you have work to do. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. you, you have work to do. And trust yeah. me, there, there was a lot of work to be done. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so if you're getting volunteers and, you know, you can't figure out what sh they should be doing. And as a matter of fact, something else that I can piggyback on is that mm -hmm. once you're getting volunteers, volunteers need um, job descriptions. Yes. You should know yes, exactly what roles you're hiring for. Yes. Technically, because yeah. you're hiring. I mean, even yes. though they're volunteers, you're still hiring. They're just not being paid, but you're still yes. going through the same process that mm -hmm. you would with a um a paid employee. Yes. You and know? that 
and that I'm sorry, go ahead, um, Tracy. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of people miss the mark with volunteers. Someone comes in and they're like, oh, I want to volunteer a few hours, and bam, they're a volunteer. Nobody took the time to do background checks to make yes. sure that this person had skills and, you know, applicable skills for yes. the organization. Yes. They didn't take time to groom these yeah. volunteers. So it creates a ton of conflict. And yes. that's why I really wanted to do this on a like conflict resolution, not only for volunteers, yes, conflict, the, the major conflict resolutions that you would find in a for-profit um, organization that are still applicable to a nonprofit and how they can, some skills that they can use to solve it. Yeah. Right. So um, I'll start with the, the, when you first bring your not your volunteer in, they definitely have to be some clear, you know, information for them. You have to be clear about your expectations because just like an employee who's starting in in a organizational corporate America, if there's no clear expectation, then you can't hold that employee accountable for doing anything. And it's the same thing in the nonprofit world. Yes, I'm bringing you on as a volunteer, but this is what I need you to do. If you, I need you to concentrate on my marketing, and this is what I need you to do for marketing. If you're going to be my assistant, this is what is entailed so that they have their boundaries of what they can and cannot do. And this also helps you find the volunteer that you need. Because if, and one of my favorite websites is volunteermatch.com where you, yes, know, you can put your information in. That. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so you can find somebody. But one of the questions they ask you is, what are you looking for? And what is this person gonna be doing? Exactly. And that That's helps why. you narrow it down. Yep, I always recommend that my uh, organizations looking for volunteer use volunteer match and we're going to make a disclaimer neither of us are affiliates of <laughs> yeah we're not affiliates with that <laughs> we just we like what they the have going on. Right. Yes. <laughs> i just like the service right but, you know but and and then on the back end it also forces you to uh, really focus on what do you really need because what you don't want to do is have 10 people sitting there looking at you and then you have nothing for those 10 people to do. And like you said, you should have everything set so that they, there's, there's always plenty to do in an organization. And one of the things too, that nonprofits tend to overlook, uh, Tracy is training and development. Yes. So <laughs> that training and development part of your, like you say, you have to train these volunteers mm -hmm. to understand you what you're doing so when i've worked with boards about board training and development we have one story one mission and we're going to tell the same story it doesn't matter if you ask me today if you ask john tomorrow me and john are going to say the same story at all times exactly um, because if not that can it can cause a lot of problems and troubles um, in your organization i tell you a quick story i worked i'm from a small town called far city north carolina Mm -hmm. And the last elementary school, the last African-American elementary school in our county was up for sale. I was working with a brand new nonprofit. I'd never been on a board before. And we wanted to get this school to stay in our community. So we did the proposal and we got it and we got in front of the Chamber of Commerce and their board of directors. And all of us told the same story except one guy. And that one guy told such a different story that the entire board said, well, you guys are not the voice of the African-American community. So we can't possibly give you an entire building and acres of land if your board 
can't even tell the same story. So then we had to go back, recoup, you know, and make, and we had to practice. Tell me the story of this organization. Tell me what are we going to do when we get this. And so that's when I learned that training and development and making sure that everybody's number one on board, we tell the same story, and that they're as committed as you are because at all times, and in corporate America, they say this, at all times you represent the organization. And Tracy, I'm sure you you know you have people sign those non-disclosures that says oh, whether yes. you're here or not, whether you're outside or not, you represent oh, me yes. at all times. And so be careful. Oh yes, so, I don't play when I yeah, call contracts. Yeah, yeah, so you know, and you so you have to know, like you said, you gotta treat this like an employee. Do your background checks, make sure that they're committed. Make sure that they can do what they say they're going to do, because this is an investment in, mm -hmm. in your business, essentially. Exactly. And I love that story because that story hits on so many points that I talk about on a regular base. Basically, mm -hmm. your board can sink or make your organization sink. Yes. Yep. If your yep. board members do not buy into completely yes. your mission, vision and values and they don't know the core of your organization yes. they don't know the story and they cannot tell it you're mm -hmm. in trouble you you are in big trouble that story because i <laughs> yeah. listen i don't know how many of my facebook lives you listen to but i'm always talking yes. about yes. the board okay? yes. <laughs> the board and the volunteers i like i, I yeah, constantly they... go over them because they can sink or swim your organization people don't realize yes. that a volunteer yes is a represent a representation of your organization not because they're not paid they represent your organization they're supposed to sign a contract yes when before they can start working with your organization and i'm mm -hmm. not going to apologize for saying working because that's what yeah. they're doing that's what they're doing <laughs> i've just happened to call it volunteerism yes. but they are actually they're helping me carry out my vision for and my nonprofit. exactly yeah they're, they're helping, helping me carry that out Exactly. They're, that's what they're there for. And they have to mind to that mission. They have yeah. to. They have to see how you're going to achieve that vision. And their values, personal and professional yes. values, must oh, be aligned with your organization. Yes. And, you know, that's where you come into play. Mm -hmm. And on my application Wednesdays, I talk about this. Your social media life will come into effect when it oh, comes yes. to looking for jobs and, <laughs> and and volunteerism i don't if you're telling me oh my goodness i'm committed to women's of domestic violence and i'm doing this and then you're putting out videos of women fighting or men hitting you know i need for all of it to match it, yeah. it all has to match yes i, I completely <laughs> yes, it, agree with you it, it really yeah. does and i think i hope that a lot more um, nonprofit leaders take this very seriously. Um, yeah. It can affect whether or not your organization is successful. And that's mm -hmm. why I am so committed in my um, consulting firm to educating. That is one yes. of the biggest things that I'm committed to is to educate nonprofit leaders and professional development. And yes. it's something I keep pushing because I don't think that, we talked about that. 
nonprofits don't think of themselves as businesses, but just like businesses have, um, have to train their employees on a yearly basis, they have to invest in professional development for their employees. Yes. Nonprofit organizations have to do the same thing. Your board yes. needs to be trained at least twice a year. You need board yes. training at least minimum twice a year. And it depends yes. on how dysfunctional your board is. I'm serious. There's some very dysfunctional boards out here. Because I keep telling people that board, the board of directors, a lot of people come onto your board of directors as wolves in sheep clothing. Oh my gosh. They come on because they're looking to boost their resume or their social yes. status. Yes. And they could care less about exactly. your mission and, 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 and your vision. They, they don't really care. You know, they, and they just want to come on for a little while just to say that they were a board member of this exactly. organization and then exactly. you give them six months and they're out it, mm -hmm. at least it's on their resume that's and, why you, know, you have to do your due diligence yes and make sure that you you vest this person just like you would a, an employee yep that's, that's okay. correct and um, test you know test their commitment because mm -hmm. most volunteers um if you're smart you're going to they're going to sign a contract. Hey, I'm going to be here for six months. So I'm going to be here for 12 months exactly. so that you, you have some form of commitment from them that mm -hmm. they're, they're in this with you. And it's just not, okay, I'm your volunteer and I might be here and I might not be here tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Um, good point because, um, you don't want to have a revolving door. It doesn't look well on your organization. It right. doesn't look good on any whether you're for profit or nonprofit, if you keep hiring and firing or people keep turning over on a regular basis, my question yes. is what's going on? Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And what organization, who's, who wants to, and then my thing is always look at the bigger picture. Who wants to give you money if you can't keep a volunteer? So if you can't keep a volunteer, I don't want to give you thousands of dollars because I'm not sure what you're going to do with that because nobody, you can't even keep people committed to your vision for six months. So exactly. what are you going to do with my money? Are you going to be that responsible with my money? Mm -hmm. So, it, it, you know, in the bigger picture, that's what, um, that's what it means. Okay. Yep. I totally agree with you. Okay. If you had to give a nonprofit leader five HR tips at this <laughs> point, what would you give them? Um, Make sure your board is trained and do the development. Make sure that, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to say test them, but mm -hmm. make sure that they know what the mission is for the nonprofit that they're signing up for. Mm -hmm. And it's, oh, not that we're just helping somebody. That's not it. I need to know, do you know the details? So when you are not with me and you have an opportunity to speak for the organization, can you give somebody details? to the point where they want to call us and help us or, you know, get more information. Right. So definitely that training and development. Um, and if you have a dysfunctional board, it's okay to go back to the drawing board and start over. It's better to start over, Tracy, yes. than to yep. continue and crazy because crazy exactly. just does not it, it and does that's not what work. i tell people all the time make sure that when you do your bylaws because your bylaws yes. are golden on how you're going to run your organization so it even is. if you have someone else helping you to create your bylaws you 
need to do your due diligence and read over those bylaws to make sure that it fits what you want for that Mm -hmm. organization because you need to be able to get rid of your boards so if you don't if you don't have something in your bylaw that stipulates that you're in trouble so make sure you cover and just like and 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 i'll finish the other three but as a side note just make and i'm sure you cover this make sure that just like you would a corporation, you cover yourself in that business. Because if you're not careful, if Tracy, let's use me for example, if I write your bylaws and you're not paying attention, I can write a loophole in there. It says at any time, I don't think Tracy's doing her job, I can take over her organization and then it becomes my nonprofit. And Tracy's no longer, you know, a part of that. So you right. gotta make sure that you are, you know, you're covered. Mm-hmm. in everything you got to make sure you know all your information yes <laughs> so that's for sure um and then another thing is make sure that your volunteers or your employees whichever one you're going for are committed and make sure that they know the difference between um, a contractor and a, and a not and a volunteer person and what laws um you know have to apply and and read up on your hr because you are running an organization and hr is a vital part of your company because that tells everybody the rules and the regulations and the stipulations of how you want things to to be done so um and then just be clear of the expectations of your of your organization to everyone so everybody knows up front what they're getting okay so those are my five tips all right Thank you so much for being on this podcast today. Um, We really appreciate the tips that you've given us and the insight. Again, um, my guest was Jamaretta um, Waddell, better known as Jojo. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Jojo, the HR specialist. She also is in the um, process of formulating her own nonprofit organization, and I hope to be able to work with her on that in the future as a consultant. Yeah, we are excited. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much again for being here with us. We really appreciate all the tips that you gave us. All right. Thanks, Tracy. You guys have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, nonprofiteers, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. And remember that there's someone in your community counting on the services that your nonprofit organization offers, and it is your job to make sure that you get it right. Until next time, I'm Tracy V. Allen.